Hello and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Um, it's, it seems like it's like that gif of the Titanic lady. It's been 84 years. It's <laughs> only been two weeks, and but it's four games and it does seem like, like a lifetime ago. I'm joined by Fraser. How are you, Fraser? Uh, yeah, all good afternoon. All good, thanks. All good, all good. 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 Yeah, it, it does seem like so much has happened in such a short period of time, but I guess that's the, the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday thing that's that's really hitting home. Yeah, it's weird. It really does feel like a lifetime since we last did one. Um, but yeah, here we are. Um, <laughs> you know... We, we, yeah, we, we we last did one in the in the a preview of the MK Dons game. Um, so sort of so since then, MK Dons, Peterborough, Charlton, and and Swindon on Tuesday night. Um, so yeah, and, and leading up to that MK Dons game, we were kind of talking about where's Dan Adji? You know, how's he being managed? Is he not going to play for us ever again? And then, bang. Yeah, and now get in. the statue ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a week's a short time in politics. Two weeks in football is uh, is a lifetime. Yeah, he's gone from being, uh, will he ever play for us again? The manager hates him, la, la, la. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's got his head right. The manager's managed him well, I think. I like, you know, some people don't think, but we've kind of chatted about this off off camera on the on the WhatsApp group. And he's 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 a man reborn. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, his um, we've talked before about his hesitation to shoot. Well, he took the. I mean, the was he on the pitch for ten seconds or something? Or something like that. it was his first yeah. touch, and um, his first touch led to a dribble and then a goal. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I mean, to be the winning goal against that lot as well. I mean, I'm sure we'll come mm. to this in more depth. But um, yeah, it was uh so good for him and yeah. yeah really puts him back on the map now to uh be in contention for for for, for first team starts or appearances yeah. yeah but it's um yeah great for him and um but yeah i guess i guess we should so what what was the first of the run was it mk dons not the run mk yeah, yeah. where we kind of where dan Adji was on the bench for that came on and and was a real handful for them and kind of he was it was his his header um at the back post from from the cross that set up Elliot Leaf to to score the equaliser. But up until that, and of course the the goalkeeper, you know, should that have been a sending off? I think most people think absolutely yes. But that was Dan Adji at his best, you know, getting the ball running, quick, strong, and yeah, that should have been a been a penalty all day long. Yeah, I mean that was, um, you know, I mean I usually. Uh, try to defend refs on here, but I mean that's just in. Indif- it's just unbelievable. There's not even anyone in his in his way or in his no. in his vision. He's got a good view of it. It's um, it was really poor, really poor officiating, and yeah. and, um, and he nearly landed on the ball when he went. You know, if you freeze it as he hits the ground, the ball is kind of if he stretches his arm out, he can touch the football. So it's it's not like he'd lost control of it. It's I I, I think somebody had said. I think the referee had mentioned to someone, oh, he'd lost control of the ball, or it might have been their their coaches. Oh, he's you know the ball's twenty yards away. No, he's he's nearly landed on the football. It's yeah. that close to to for him to have an open goal. Yeah, because uh, that was did, I think did Carl say the ref told him afterwards? Well, he kicked it about fifteen yards away. Well, he didn't. No, <laughs> fifteen <laughs> yards is almost it, a box. <laughs> yes, yeah. Maybe when you know when he's laid there and the ball has stopped running and moving, it might be fifteen yards away. But at the point that he hits the ground, it's it's within his control. Yeah, I think sometimes a ref just needs to stick his hands up and say, "I got that one wrong." Um, yeah. There's no uh, 
no excuse there. But um, yeah, you know, as it as it went, um, it, we didn't get it, and he didn't get he didn't get sent off. But um, no. yeah, it's um, yeah for Aji, it's it's great, and and I don't know, it's been a bit of a strange period, hasn't it? Because I I didn't actually realise in the um, I was looking at the some of the stats before the Swindon game. I didn't actually realise that we hadn't really won for a while. <laughs> it was um, no, it could, because we'd won so many games in a row. It's mm. weird. You kind of. It's like our first album. We kind of lived off. I, I, well, not the club, but I mean, me as a fan, I definitely yeah. lived off it for a while. And then before I knew it, we actually hadn't won for quite a while. No. Oh. Still, still basking in the glow of that winning run. And yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, you're right. It was uh, it was five games since, yeah, we've beaten Wigan back in sort of mid-February. So it'd been a while. Um, but, but some decent performances in there against Peterborough, who were top of the table flying I think they'd won seven on the trot um, or something like that five on the trot definitely maybe seven come to us as a, as a really good side I know a lot of people kind of took umbrage with the Radio Oxford commentary raving about how good they were I I, I didn't get that to be honest I, I watched the I follow and listen to the Radio Oxford commentary and I thought you know as they would do about a club that are top of the table and like I say on a hell of a winning run they were talking about how good they were, but I didn't think it was quite as as over the top as some people thought. Yeah, country was. I mean, these things always snowball, don't they? The um, the what happened and what the uh, reaction to it is. <laughs> you see it on Twitter all the time. There's always yes. exaggerated claims of. Uh, uh, it, it'll be that one. You see this thing a lot where, um, say, the first game of the season we lose, and like two fans tweet and say it wasn't very good. And then about 500 fans tweet and say, oh, all our fans are being so negative online. <laughs> what? What about yeah. two people have said that? What are you on about? Most people are commenting on them. <laughs> yeah. You know, like when you see a trending topic on Twitter and you can't yeah. find it because people are talking about this thing trending. And you're like, what, 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 what? But what about it? I know it's trending. I don't need to know that again. <laughs> anyway, massive tangent there. <laughs> Absolutely. No, yeah. No, but, but yeah, uh, it, it was a good performance against a, a good side. So that, that, uh, that's good. Um, and then Charlton as well, and another team that had been um, on a decent run of form, um, I think, and and to to do uh, to get a result against them um, was pretty good. Having said that, I've I've just looked at their form; they weren't on a great run of form, <laughs> but they're a team that are, are sort of there or thereabouts and around us. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Not dropping points to teams around us is important. As we stand now, we're a point behind them with two games in hand. You know, yeah. if we hadn't have won that game, if if Jack Stevens hadn't have made that penalty save, then there's all of a sudden there's a three point swing, and, yeah. and it's harder to get past them. Um, and I mean, what two penalty saves in two? You know, yeah. um, what what story? Within, what story he is? I mean, um, yeah, amazing. It's it's um, you never could have thought that um, someone would would. Have to step into Eastwood's shoes and and or f- what do you say for keepers? Fill their gloves. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Hand their. What do you say if you put your hand in a glove? Not only do that, but do so well. And and mm. uh, with the greatest respect to Simon Eastwood, he's a, a little bit of a distant memory now. Um, you kind of feel like Stevens has has filled the role so well. And I mean, to to save two penalties and two successive matches is good enough mm. when the second one is against that lot um and, and you know that goes in it might change the whole dynamic of the game 
because um, there was what about twenty minutes left at that point? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. as as bad as they were, and they were crap. <laughs> Let's have that. <laughs> um, it um, I don't know. It kind of becomes anyone's game, really, at that point. If if that goes in, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you don't know how that how that will affect the, our players' nerves. That you know, it gets it gets them going. Um, you're absolutely right. They they don't look a good side. They're off. On the pitch, off the pitch, the pitch itself, everything about that club is is shocking. Oh, I mean, the, you know, this thing about the was it the Swindon advertiser, um, mm. where they, I don't know what's gone on, but there's been a disagreement somewhere, and then it's the it's the publicity of it, it's how yeah. it's that they keep doing all this in public, and you know, it's I mean, I don't care what they do as a club, do whatever you want, but it. Um, I don't know. It's just it must be embarrassing for their fans. As if they've not got enough to be embarrassed about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's a low starting point anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. You're you're absolutely right. It is being done in public, which is yeah. Uh, no, it's a bit strange. And, and isn't it's it? sort of um, yeah, but yeah. The but, whole the whole club there is is struggling, which is you know, oh dear. Yeah. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, I. I it's 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 an interesting sort of do they stick with the manager? I, talking of of managers, Chris Wilder has gone today from Sheffield United, who really has perhaps overachieved, you know, to to get them up, to keep them up. I know this season they've been really poor. Perhaps, perhaps that's you know with, with Swindon that you know there's, there's a manager there that's really not doing a very good job at all. Do you stick with him and think okay, well maybe next season he brings brings them back up? Yeah, I mean, I and, care, and but I yeah, yeah, and I mean, and you know, you, you reference uh, Chris Wilder there. Um, I know we probably wouldn't be talking about him if it wasn't for the fact he was our former manager. Um, but it, yeah, it's 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 a funny one, isn't it? In the in the the Premier League, you kind of think that well, they can't be sacking him now in March to stay up. Mm. I think they're they're really far adrift, aren't they? Um, so that's kind of done. I don't really get what the angle is. So they must be preparing for the championship. But mm. I don't know why you wouldn't think he could have another go at that. I mean, he did so well last time, and he's obviously a proven manager and and yeah. loved by that that fan base. Yeah, I mean, all yeah. you see on the reports of him leaving today, all of the replies are just their fans um, thinking it's a travesty, and no one seems to be in agreement with it from their camp. Um, but... I think that's that's another club where the there's, there's sort of boardroom issues and and I, I know sort of ownership issues and I think there was there was I, I don't know the, the the details but I'm I'm sure there was some there was a bit of a power struggle there over who who was running the club what the who had most shares and all that sort of thing so whether whether there's a bit more to it than meets the eye you know um, and 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 that's why he's gone difficult to know. Yeah. Cool yeah. But, uh, there we go. We shall uh, we shall see, I guess. Mm. But yes. um yeah, that uh I guess we should do that Swindon game in some depth. We ought to, really. <laughs> Let's we, enjoy you know, it. From from sort of the point that we we all start tuning into the I follow thing and it looks like they're trying to flood the pitch yeah. to get it called off because it's waterlogged or or just make it awful to play on. But then it seemed to be within about 10 minutes of the start of the game, it looked like they were then playing in a sandpit. Yeah. It, it, it went from being puddles everywhere to dry as a bone and, and falling apart. It, it was, I don't, didn't really help us. No, I don't know if this was a, a tactic on their part to stifle our, I don't know, kind of passing game, uh, flooding the pitch, basically. But 
it just looked mad. It was just because mm. I saw some fans tweeting it, some of our fans, and I thought, oh, I wonder if they're uh, overstating it, and is it actually that bad? And then when you look at it, bloody hell, it is that bad. <laughs> it was, yeah, it, it was there was the, there was standing water. It yeah, was, it was. I can't believe that's even allowed, is it, to do that? Because mm. you're veering surely into the reasons that a, a game gets called off because of a pitch inspection yeah. failing. But I, I I can only guess they watered it because it's so dry for some reason it you know yeah like we say within you know half an hour 20 minutes of whatever the start of the game and, and certainly towards the end of the game it was in in really poor condition you know with with sand and it was it yeah. looked dry um sort of not dry and hard but sort of breaking up and yeah, yeah it just looks like just, a, a pitch that needs to be ripped up and started again doesn't it but, yeah yeah um but yeah it was uh it was well. There we go. It was wonderful to beat them again, wasn't mm. it? I mean, it, it really. I mean, this was the most common phrase I saw. But normal service resumed. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it just, it just. I don't know. I just rather. I really liked what Mike Ford said after the game. They were just awful. Um, mm. And you know, you can say sometimes. It does. It look bad on us if we keep saying that someone we've beaten is awful. But when it's that lot, I couldn't care less. <laughs> And there's always that. Well, we made them look awful by being closing them down quickly. Yeah. By attacking them with Brandon Barker, his first goal was him running at them and getting a shot away. Got a couple of def- seemed to get a couple of deflections on the way in. But if you know you you, you shoot from twenty yards, something might happen. Um, and I always think there's that kind of you. If you play well enough, you can make the opposition look dreadful. Because you're 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 controlling the game, you're nullifying their threat, you're you're quick in your play, and and you you're doing the right things. And in, if you can do that, it it can make them look awful. They are awful, to be fair. But. Yeah, they weren't very good. So uh, <laughs> you can't I, be I'm that really... confident if you're one of their fans this season. No, no. Um, and, and it was just good to see how we controlled the game as well. We controlled a lot of the tempo of the game. Um, it seemed. We, you know, we were comfortable on the ball. We, we didn't seem to get um, forced into playing a way that we didn't want to play. We, you know, we, we know how we're playing now, which is kind of controlling the ball at the back, knocking it around, waiting for for some movement or to get them out of position or to bring their players towards your defence so that you've got them the space to exploit behind them. And that we continued to do that throughout the game, and it it worked wonders. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I, I just thought that um, we just looked, yeah, we looked a league apart from them. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, I guess we'd have to say, I don't think we were at our absolute best, um, but we can probably play better than that. But but yeah, I, I thought that um, we, we were just better in, in every every regard to them. And, and, and um, later in the game, it's 1-0, feels like we're dominant. They suddenly get this penalty. Up steps Jack Stevens, and then five minutes later, some subs are made. And you know, it's really yeah. interesting seeing the uh, response to the subs on Twitter because you can like scroll back and find it. Um, people who've gone mad about oh, what are these subs? This is terrible. They don't. They're not any experience. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Adji, goal. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it, we we touched on it a little bit earlier, but like we said, the before. You know, our our last podcast was literally sort of just about two weeks ago when we're previewing the MK game and we're talking about where's Adji gone? You know, does he have a future at the club? And and I and I guess it, a lot was done behind the scenes. I think there was talk that he, um, Gary Bloom, isn't it, the the sports psychologist that we employ, 
has, has talked to him. And I think we've all, every fan has realised that Dan Adji has got what it takes physically to be a really, really good footballer. He's big, he's strong, he's quick, you know, and it's, but there's so much more to the game than that. And and clearly he's, he's somebody that, that has maybe struggled with confidence in some way. He doesn't, he doesn't strike when you see interviews with him or, or hear interviews with him. He comes across as quite a quiet lad who's not sort of um, that kind of striding about and strutting about and, you know, I'm the big man, I can do that. You know, he, 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 he almost like, and, and, you know, if Gary Bloom has worked wonders with him and, and of course, Carl Robinson as well, you know, there was a bit of talk and, and I was a bit uneasy with how Carl had spoken about Aji in previous, you know, in previous games and, and how he, he kind of, was quite public about, you know, he hadn't played well enough and this, that and the other. And you wonder whether they've tr- maybe they've tried absolutely everything with him. And, and it was almost a, not a last straw exactly, but it was kind of like he praised him. You know, it wasn't a case of Carl Robinson going, oh, he's useless. We don't want him. He he was praising him with the things that he did well, but was also kind of saying, but there's, he, he needs to do more and he needs to be right in, in every respect. And, and maybe it was that it, there's so much, you know, psychology is, a, you know, an in, fascinating subject and it, I, I'm no expert, but it, it, how you get players to respond as as he has so well, it, you know, it's fingers crossed and touch wood. It continues, to, you know, he, he, he's, he now realises he can be a really, really important footballer for us and have a great career if he continues to play with that. That swagger that he did, you know, he came on. He, that, like you say, that he came on, he dribbled, but it was just it, it, it was purposeful. You know, he he was like, right, I know where I'm going, and if you know, get out of the way, defender, sort of thing. It was, it, it was what you wanted to see from him. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's, I I think everybody deserves credit there. Um, you know, him him for getting himself to a position where he can come on and do that. Mm. Um, and and Carl for for perhaps the way he's managed him. Like I say, it, I was uneasy with how he'd publicly talked about him, but it's, it's difficult. Football's different, isn't it? You know, football, yeah. is, if, if your manager at work talks about you to the press, you'd kind of be thinking, why is he talking to the press? But football isn't normal. Yeah, I'm always, uh, I, I don't know, slightly uh, cautious of comparisons with jobs in football to jobs in real life I, I i get where it's coming from and i'm i made the comparison with referees fairly recently and the kind of uh treatment they get sometimes but i think uh, people kind of go a little bit too far with saying if that was in a real job or not a real job because they're real jobs yeah. but if that was in a job outside of football it would be different but but it's not in a job outside of football. And we all know no. football is just its own entity. It's a completely different thing. Yeah. Um, and of course, if I made a perfectly legal footballing challenge to somebody in the veg aisle of Waitrose, I'm probably going to get thrown out. Yeah, you, you, you might just well, go, yeah. Well, that was, I took the ball. I took the cabbage. You, know, <laughs> you can't, yeah, just because it's, it's, it's in football. It, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, I think people get too kind of, uh, wrapped up in saying that kind of thing that if that wasn't football, you know, well it is, you know, so yeah. so there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then in true Oxford fashion, we just had to make it nervy at the end, didn't we? Mm, we just yes. couldn't resist but do that to our to the fan base. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, again, you know, uh, something uh, Mike Ford said on the wasn't at the game, even when they scored that goal, it didn't really look threatening afterwards. Uh, Swindon, no. they didn't really look like they were going to do anything else. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, we saw it out and it's, uh, yeah, it's wonderful to have the, uh, mm. have the rights back, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, and like you met, you, you kind of touched on, on the substitutions that were made and, and sort of fans reactions to it. Leon Chambers Paralon, who, who to me, he sounds like a firm of solicitors. Wonderful name. And what's looks like he could be a wonderful footballer. You know, he, he the, the, the manager, I know we, you know, we've got, injuries that have resulted in in him being in the squad now but that's that's a couple of games he's come on and played in and and not looked at all out of place and he's he gives something different to midfield you know you look at our our midfielders and they're they're good footballers no doubt but but there's not a physical presence in there particularly you know there's not that sort of tall six foot six foot two you know player in there no. I probably they, they probably are all six foot. It's just <laughs> football is now much bigger. But you know what I mean. You know, you look at the likes of sort of Sykes and Brannigan and and Lee if he's playing in there and James Henry. They're not imposing players. Whereas you know Chambers Brilliant, who's nineteen, looks like if he fills out a bit and and puts that strength and work in and that kind of thing. Clearly, a very very talented footballer. Yeah, and um, I don't know. Every time I see one of these these kind of um, footballers coming through. Who look really promising. I always feel like it's like we've been spoiled for good footballers mm. coming through lately, and I don't know if that's a a product of um, is it Dan Harris, the, um, yes. the, yeah, the youth uh, academy. Yeah, but um, I remember they brought they brought him in maybe two or three years ago for this very reason, didn't they? That they felt mm. like an, a lot of footballers from Oxfordshire were ending up at clubs that weren't us, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean it, it seems it certainly seems to be. Um, sort of paying dividends and if we mm. can um yeah if 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 um chambers parallel can can be um sort of can live up to his promise because he's certainly got a huge amount of it um and like you say you can just kind of tell when you watch him he just looks like he knows what he's doing already yeah um yeah. and is he do you say he's 19 i, th- I think I, yeah i think yeah. he's 19 so yeah it's... i mean he already looks pretty sort of pro and experienced so uh, yeah yeah it's um an exciting one for the future absolutely mm. And and talking about the likes of Dan Harrison getting players in from the local area, you know, it talked about how wanting to get the best talent from Oxfordshire and, and around into the club. If they're seeing players like him getting first team chances, then it, it, it can be, only be good. You know, if you you've got a choice of well, do I go to Oxford where they're going to come, you know, they're going to give me a chance if I'm good enough, or do I go to I don't know somewhere Chelsea or or one of the bigger sort of Premier League clubs that aren't that far away, Aston Villa, something like that. Yeah. Where you, you know, realistically, are you going to get in the squad? You're probably not. You know, they come in, play, and then, you know, have a couple of seasons with us where you really show what you can do, like other players have, who've dropped down to us and done that. Hmm. It, it, it can only be good news. And, yeah. And good news that we're producing those players. And Yeah, you know, absolutely. Good, good I think the future. Yeah, it all looks um, all looks great on that front. It looks yeah. like we're a promising uh we're a club that players want to play for now, aren't we? And we haven't always been yeah. able to say that about ourselves. No, um, but it's... we're certainly—I think we're certainly in that category now. Definitely, definitely, yeah. a, a club on the up, um, which kind of brings us to a, a, when you talk about a club on the up. 
somebody who played for us when we weren't a club on the up, when we had all sorts of financial issues and, 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 and struggles, but, but kind of became somebody who, who embodied the sort of fighting spirit um, of, a, of a club um, was, was Mickey Lewis, who, who sadly um, passed away last week at the age of 56. And, and it's, you know, that's, it's not a lot older than I am now. And, and, and many, many fans will remember him uh, very, very fondly, you know, um, I can say not, not blessed with a great deal of skill. That's unfair on him because the skills come in different. He's not a flair player. Let's put it that way. He, he, he embodied, you know, the heart of a team. Um, he, he was, he could play, you know, but he, he also knew his limitation. He would play, he would win the ball back. He'd give it to Jim McJilton or whoever, you know, Joey, that kind of thing. He would be the, the sort of the heart of the team. Um, and also, I, I thought it was fascinating to see how many former teammates, people he'd who'd coached uh, or he'd coached were so shocked and and had so many nice things to say about him he was clearly yeah. somebody that was you know a, a wonderful human being yeah um, not just a great footballer but a, a great man yeah absolutely that's I couldn't agree more sign I mean the um like you say that the most telling thing for me was the just the number of of messages of condolence or memories that you saw coming out it was it was I've never seen anything like it um mm. it was unbelievable he clearly um sort of touched so many people's lives and um yeah and I don't know it's it's everyone um uh, seems to kind of have a different a different story to do with him most Oxford fans will have uh, an association with him either from what his playing days or um his his coaching days with the club um so <clears throat> I, I'm sadly uh, in the latter of those. Um, I'm very vague on the the playing days, but um, my memory serves me better because <laughs> it was only fairly recently um, when uh, he was kind of well, mostly Chris Wilder's sort of number two and yeah. and the other coaching roles he did before that. Um, but I was actually lucky enough to have um, uh, a, an encounter with him outside of Oxford United. So before um, the up until last year um i worked uh for a further education college group um in uh, in oxfordshire um and i don't know how long it was after he left oxford united but he he was kind of employed to do some uh, coaching classes with they ran a football program um the man i don't know if this guy's still the manager of ardley united um but it was craig Ady once upon a time i don't know if he still is but he he worked with mickey there uh, and he was having a leaving do um so i worked quite closely with craig in an, helping him with some it stuff so i kind of went along but i parked up walked through the pub and walked out into the back and there was a, a group of about five people there and everyone each person was sort of having a drink and just sort of wishing this guy Craig best on his on what he was going to do next um and then I was kind of looking around and I could I spotted this guy maybe three down from me and I was thinking I know him who is he and um he was talking to someone across the table and you could he seem I could see him sort of laughing and smiling about stuff and um I, I suddenly realised, I think that's Mickey Lewis. And then it kind of all went, fell into place in my head that, oh yeah, because mm. he, he works here now, doesn't he? Of course. Because when I first saw that he started working where I work, you know, as an Oxford fan, it, yeah. <laughs> you, you notice that, you, you clock that, <laughs> I think, God. Um, 
But uh, yeah, and do you know, it was, I know people say this about people after they've died, but you you could just tell that when you met him, and I'd never met him in person like that before, I'd never met him in that kind of setting, mm. you just felt like you knew him forever. You felt like he was a close friend who you'd known all this time. And he kind of asked you things about yourself or what you did. And, and you could just tell that everyone there thought he was such a great person. Everyone thought he was, you know, great to be around, great to have a drink with, great to have a chat with. And and you could just instantly tell that this guy was likeable. And, um, mm. and you know, but the time I had there must have been about an hour in this pub garden. It can't have been longer than that. But I just went away. I remember getting home and saying, you know, oh, Mickey Lewis was there. And I was like, he seems like a great bloke. And um, I always I always remembered that. And um, yeah, my first thought when I saw the news, I think it was already a week ago, God, last Friday, yeah. Um, yeah. that he had died. Yeah, my I mean, probably like most fans, one of my first thoughts was, God, what, what age is he? Mm. Um, and yeah, the age was such a tragic part of it, but just such a loss for, yeah. for clearly the amount of people he had an effect on in Oxfordshire or who he came into contact with or who he brought something to the table for. And mm. and like you say, you just you just hope that he knew what he meant to people, and I'm sure he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, like you said last week, I think you said on Twitter that um, you just hope that it. Mu- I mean, it must be an awful time for um, his 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 wife and his son, um, and and his his wider family and close friends. But you hope they can take some sort of comfort in just the sheer outpouring of. Of, of messages of support and condolence and great memories of, of clearly someone who was held in such high regard by so many people. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, from a personal point of view, I, I lost my mum uh, three, three and a half years ago. And, but the the outpouring of, you know, the, the number of cards we received from people that, that were part of her life, you know, from family, from friends, from people she'd worked with years ago, it does help, you know, and it, it, it it's, it, it, it doesn't make it easier because uh, I, I, I don't know what the, the phrase, the right sort of words are. It's difficult to find the right words because it's all, it's more of an emotional feeling, but it, it kind of softens the blow in some way. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 but yeah, I think you're right. He, he, he was somebody that you just felt everybody loved. He loved everybody. It was, you know, nobody had a, a bad word to say about him and, and, one of the I, I I don't think I ever met him. You know, I probably passed him maybe at games. You know, where he, he close by. I never, never got the chance to to chat to him. But I I, I I'll relay a story that was somebody somebody who played I think for the youth team. I might have this wrong, but who played under him um, as a as a young player. Um, and when I when I pointed this story out to some some guys that I go to the football with, somebody said I remember that game. And if it wasn't that game, it was another one where he did exactly the same thing. And it basically. The, the youth team have got a, a pre-season friendly where they're playing a, a proper men's side, a local men's side. And, you know, these lads are 17 or 18, that sort of age. And there's a guy in the opposition team who's going in a bit hard. It's a pre-season friendly, but he's, you know, he's getting right stuck into these lads um, over the top. And Mickey is coaching from the side and he's shouting at the referee to Wait, sort him out. Don't, you know, you protect my players, sort it out. And this guy's continuing to do that. So eventually Mickey gets his kit and his boots on and goes on, brings himself on as a sub, sorts the fella out and then subs himself off. But it's that kind of, it's, it's not, you know, he, he didn't want to do that. He wanted the ref to, you know, to protect his young, his young players. Yeah. But the referee wasn't doing it. So he, he went out there. He did that. 
you know, and it, and it kind of summed up that he, he would do that as a footballer because he's able to do that. You know, he, I, I think somebody said it wasn't a foul. He just timed a tackle perfectly <laughs> to to also take the fella out. And it, it was that skill as a footballer, but also it showed that he cared about his young players. He wanted yeah. to protect them. Wow. And, and it, it was sort of something that you kind of think, yeah, he would do that because it, it it's the right thing to do. He's, you know, the referee's failing them. This guy's being an idiot i'm going to go out and protect my players yeah and wow. that's that kind of uh, yeah two two stories but sum him up you know that 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 it's about doing the right thing caring for people and and yeah i think you're right the, the outpouring of, of people that he played with in the past and that, that had ever met him um clearly showed what a, what a genuinely decent bloke he was yeah and, absolutely uh, yeah i, I I, you know, the, obviously things aren't aren't normal at the moment. So we, you know, I think if you know people would normally want to go to a funeral for somebody like that, I don't think that's going to be possible. But I hope in the future, at some point, the club can do something where you know we can we can remember him properly. Um, and and you know, hopefully, I know there's a uh, there's a, a kind of a GoFundMe page that type of thing where uh, you know to help help the family out, which I know um, yeah. the, the club have promoted. And I, I guess, I think we have as well on, on, on the podcast, Twitter, social media, but um, yeah. Um, yeah. A real, a real sad loss. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess really then that, that kind of, we'll, we'll wrap it up with that. And um, only to say Hull away on Saturday, which will be a, a tough game and perhaps will show us more about where we are than, than the Swindling game, you know, that, that yeah, you know, a, a very tough game against a good side. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard. Um, I don't know. I, I think we're going to. I think there's a really good uh, sense of optimism now through the squad mm. um, because of that win. Um, it's the first time this squad, I guess, has really beaten Swindon in a. Uh, yeah. this group of players has really done that so you know they know what it means to us a lot of the players have social media accounts on there so they can see you know what fans think thought of it and and you know the response was just was just euphoria after that mm. um final whistle wasn't it so um yeah, yeah i think they're going to be i think i think we're in a good place at the moment i'm going to be weirdly confident i'm going to say we're going to beat hull one nil mm. yeah i'm saying three points well, coming home yeah i mean elliot lee i think is due um to be fit in time for the game hopefully that seems to be the, the rumor um yeah I, I, I yeah why not why not we yeah you know, I, I i think there's a chance we'll concede a goal they're a good side um so i i think maybe i'll, I'll go for a 2-1 um on that one um, yeah but equally confident that we could get a result there um and then and then doncaster at home on tuesday um who since sort of beating us um have, have struggled a little bit. Yeah. You know, they, they, <laughs> it's the Oxford really, effect. So, yeah, it's 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 odd. You know, they we were on a great run of form when we played them. They were on a great run of form. We played well. They didn't, but they got the result. And then they've really, really struggled yeah. since then. Yeah, they um, have. It's it's odd, but uh, so maybe a, a good chance to to pick up a, in a in a tricky run of of games. Um, so we played Peterborough. We're playing Hull. We're going to play Doncaster and and Sunderland's not that long far away. There's some some really tough games coming up. Yeah, they, why not get six points from those two? 
I'm going to be optimistic and say we'll get six points from the next two games. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm saying that well, too. <laughs> good. <laughs> well, we'll we'll, um, we'll perhaps leave it on that positive note. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it won't be you know as as long between the, this pod and the next one. Um, yeah. Because it does seem yeah four games but only two weeks and it's uh, so apologies for not being around. For last week yeah sorry um, my bad my really. bad <laughs> no 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 we, we we do have other lives guys uh, if you <laughs> to us and girls um hi tim hi um, tim and hi to everyone who listens um yeah. and um we'll hopefully be back uh to uh to review those next those next two games and, and look forward to the ones after that uh, but until the next time thank you for listening and goodbye bye, bye.